Hello, good evening and welcome to uh, episode 42 of Mature Gamer Bits and PCs. Um, with me tonight we have Beastie. Hello. Hello, who's, uh, have you been off gallivanting abroad just lately Beastie? Yeah, I've been a couple of uh, trips for work, so um, I've been out the country for a, a bit on and off, so um, I'm, I'm back hopefully for a few weeks at least. Oh wow. You're very well travelled, aren't you? Well, indeed. <laughs> Where have you been? Was it America you went to? I was in the US and I was in Germany. Oh, very nice. Right. Um, I suppose we'd better mention the upcoming Bunnies vs. Hogs round, which is on Trackmania. And I believe it's that this coming Wednesday. That's what I understand. Are you uh, are you in on this beastie? I'm not. I put myself down as reserve, but I normally have, I've got plans. And I normally do have plans on Wednesdays, so I'm not um, put myself... Well, I put myself as a reserve, but I don't believe uh, I'll be required. As, let's face it, there's tons and tons of bunnies. <laughs> yeah, I believe uh, I believe givers switch sides this uh, this time to uh, make the numbers up for the hogs. And oh, bless them! I'm yet to download this game, so uh, since neither of us are having uh, having anything to do with this one, we'll wish them all the best and uh, we'll continue on our merry way. So, uh, what have you been playing this uh, past few weeks, Beastie? Um, I'll be honest, with travelling, my gaming has been less frequent than normal, um, but I've tried to get in some games where possible. Um, I've play, been playing Battlefield 3, which um, I'm still really enjoying. In fact, I tried to get a friend of mine into it as... Um, well, actually, actually on to another thing. I was, a friend of mine, I thought, he's not in work at the moment. I thought I'd try and I'll, I'll treat him to Battlefield 3 when it comes on sale, and it was, it's on sale at the moment. There's got some... St George's Day sale, I think, is on for yeah, till yeah. T- tomorrow. I think. Yeah, there is indeed because uh, I picked it up today as well. Ah, there you are. Um, so it's, it was nine ninety nine for the base base one, which I thought oh, that was pretty good. Um, so I thought I'll, I'll buy it from mate, that'd be great. However, it's amazing in the sense of Origin has no gifting whatsoever. There's no way to gift somebody else. Um, <laughs> which I was. Considering it's been out what a year now, something like that. I mean, uh, November 2011, I think it was. Well, even even longer than that then. Yeah. 18 months. Um, yeah, you can't gift. You can't. So I ended up going to some pikey website where they do cheap codes, and I got it for about 11 pounds for a um, just a code which I sent to my mate and did that way. So I'm, I'm trying to educate him into Battlefield. He hasn't really played since I think Battlefield Vietnam. So he's in. Uh, I think there's some, quite a few changes he doesn't really like at the moment, but I'm still I'm still really, really enjoying Battlefield. I still like I've kind of switched from more of an engineer uh, rather than my the constant ramming C4 onto vehicles and driving into tanks. I'm now just firing stinger stinger missiles at um, helicopters and planes until they explode. That's also quite good fun. <laughs> yeah, um, I've been uh, I've been after getting back into this for a while. I used to have it on the Xbox, but well, as I mentioned before, I just thought it's just sort of blew into the wind so to speak I had a couple of online games but uh, so bigger and better thing well not necessarily better but other things came along and uh, I ended up getting traded in a while ago so I've been waiting since I got my rig to pick it up quite cheap so I'll be hopefully looking forward to having a few games with this with uh, no doubt yourself and a few of the other forum members yeah definitely sort that out we can definitely get the game going um, be good to get more people playing always Actually, yeah so yeah I've been playing that for a bit um, I'm I must be near the end of Thomas was alone now. Um, about I've just reached nine point ten. Um, I still really love it. I think it's a uh, it, it's only I'd say minorly challenging, 
Um, but I know you've been playing it as well, so um, I'm kind of glad, kind of interested to get your thoughts on it. Uh, it's it was kind of a breath of fresh air from uh, some of the other titles I've been playing just recently. Uh, I really enjoyed this. It's uh, seems quite a, quite at home on the Vita. Uh, I've yet to try. I think it's cross by as well, so I'll probably have the PS3 waiting on download. So I'll no doubt give it a go on that. But yeah, it's. Uh, it's really good. I like how it seems to have some sort of uh, story playing along with it. With uh, I know you've got your narrator sort of telling you what these blocks are supposed to, who, who they are, and what they're supposed to be doing. There's a few. I've noticed a few other sort of tidbits come up. Uh, is this something to do with a AI gone mad or something like that? Or um, it doesn't really explain it. I mean, I really, I really like the story. I mean, in many ways, the story doesn't need to be there. And in, in, in a lesser game, it wouldn't be, but it just kind of brings a kind of a drive to go forward, and you do kind of get attached to these little squares, which is quite <laughs> sweet. Um, and yeah, I, I think so. I just think it's really well put together in the narration. It does it still reminds me of a kind of kids kind of Jack and Nori style narration or yeah. Mister Men or something like that. But it's just got a kind of charm which I just find really really enjoyable. And it's, I, it's been a treat to play it. To be honest, for a, for really a quite a menial cost. No, it is. It's great. I think it was free for me. On, oh, it was free for PS Plus subscribers at the moment. So, uh, oh, really? Cool. Yeah, if anyone's if anyone's got a Vita or a PS3, um, I'm sure Vams will download this on your old Vita. <laughs> <laughs> yes, probably. Uh, then give it a whirl. It's well, it, well, I'd say well worth the money, but it's well worth a crack anyway. Absolutely free. Do you get so, the? Uh, did you get this DLC for it as well? Have you, is there? Well, there no, is a Vita aware. version. Uh, there's an add-on or something for it. I think it's sort of a sad story with another another block in it. I see. I, I didn't know this. Okay, well, I'm going to look into that. Well, in fact, I'll look into it now because I'm kind of intrigued. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, it's, it's, it's a treat. Definitely worth picking up. It's quite unusual. Um, no, it's nothing for me. Nothing I can see. Nothing on Steam anyway, so I'll have a look at that later. But, mm, okay, now, no. I'm, now I'm concerned. Uh, are, are, we, are we thinking PlayStation exclusive here? Oh, that, that would be irritating. Um, <laughs> but not the end of the world. So anyway, I've been playing that. I've been really enjoying it. I've just recently started playing um, Don't Starve, um, another obscure little indie title. Um, have you seen this at all, Clarky? Uh, other than it constantly popping up when I launch Steam. Oh, yes. So uh, you, you, you can go ahead and educate me on this one. Well, it's quite... It, it feels a bit like the first um, one hour of Minecraft where you're completely vulnerable and alone in the world and the night's dangerous and you need to feed yourself well okay, you don't do Minecraft necessarily but it's got this kind of it's a, it's a kind of survival roguelike in a uh, Tim Burton-esque cartoon world I, I, I way to describe it it's kind of it's three dimensional but with, with on a two dimensional kind of Paper Mario style where it's kind of cutouts of of characters, like almost like like storybook sketches, and kind of when I first went out, you're literally wandering around going, "What the hell am I doing?" And that doesn't really give you much much advice. So I was just kind of picking stuff and taking grass and taking flowers and taking berries, and I could see that I had my I could see I had a hunger bar going down. So you have, you, it is a lot about keeping yourself alive and keeping yourself. Hung, uh, stop, stop yourself from being hungry and keep yourself full up and entertained and 
getting equipment to survive the night, so building the fire and things like that, because you'll get you seem to get some kind of mental degradation and so forth. It's quite surreal though. You do kind of come across very bizarre things, like I think I saw it come across some kind of pig king or something laying down. Um, but it, it's I'm, I, I haven't played it enough to kind of get full for us with what, everything you can do from it, but I've got a feeling it's one of those games that I could. I could easily fall away from or I could get really, really into if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'd say if you say it's worth a look, it might be a bit pricey. I think it's about eleven, twelve pounds, something like that, which I know is not a lot of money, but it's very much an indie title. And I, I can't recommend it currently the same way as would 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 Thomas was alone, but I'm hoping I'll kind of get the kind of the the kind of rhythm of how it should be played and get really into it and then kind of kind of get a better overview of what to expect. Well, that sounds interesting. It'll no doubt be on uh, sale very yes. soon. Yeah, well, I, th- I think it's fairly now. I think it's, on, it's got ten percent off at the moment, which right. is a great deal when it's got kind of eleven and twelve pounds. But um, it's, I think it's cause it, only because it's new. But I'm sure they'll be reduced in the future. Um, but anyway, as I was saying, I've obviously I've been been travelling a fair bit, so I haven't had a great deal of time to play much the mini games as normal. But I have been trying to pack in some iOS games as on planes and so on. So I did kind of get back into Kingdom Rush, which I completed a, quite a while a year ago or so. Okay. Um, but uh, because I it was my other iPad and it was on my new iPad, or new, relatively new, um, all my kind of saves had gone, so I just kind of restarted that. And it's still a, a really great, um, really great little game. It's a kind of tower defense game, fantasy environment. And it's just, it's. For me, the, probably the best one of all, all of them. Any event I played, it's just really well, really well designed, kind of very attractive. That it's interactive, it's progressive. It, I just, I just enjoy it. Um, I think for what, whether it was one ninety nine or whether it's been on for sale for, definitely worth picking up for, a, particularly for iPad. I think it's probably unplayable on iPhone if you can play it on there. So <laughs> I just can imagine it working at all. And what style of game is it? It's a um, tower defense game. Ah, oh, right. Um, it, yeah, you just you kind of if, actually I think you can get the browser version free online. Actually, it's probably worth doing a search or to kind of get an idea what it's like. Um, but it's it's got a kind of a kind of charm which I like, and it, I think there's another another game they've done which I saw recently. I can't remember the title, which I'm going to keep an eye out for, and I might pick that up as well. But no, I just again, I've nothing much I can say about what I haven't said in the past on it, but it's definitely worth a look. Um, <laughs> the the other game I picked up, which I merely for the name alone, I had to pick it up, which was also on the iOS, <laughs> which is Robot Robot Unicorn Attack Two. Um, it's, very, very descriptive title there. It is. Sure. It is. Um, it's basically those um, uh, kind of chase games, those running games that you have on iOS where you're whether it be Temple Run or um, Rayman or whatever it may be, that that those running titles and it's oh, very right. much into that in that vein. It's I actually quite like it. It's actually quite well uh well polished. I can't really fathom what's going on in it if I'm honest with you. <laughs> um what with a clearly descriptive title like that? <laughs> it, it, it it is a bit odd and you're running along as a metal unicorn <laughs> with rainbows coming out of your ass. Oh, brilliant! And you're you kind of leap over various uh, things on the map, and the idea is to you, is to do it all in one 
flow because if you crash or get something wrong you, you your that wish as they call them is over and you get moving to you have three wishes to kind of get the best score and complete the level um <laughs> it's actually quite hard um i the sense of actually completing the levels uh, obviously getting scores not difficult but um it, it's a very it's very odd but i'd say probably the best i've played of those kind of run games for me anyway at least um, I kind of like how it's kind of presented and it feels very um, twitchy as well. You've got to be moving pretty fast um, and it's easy to screw up and there's a little bit some of the jump, jumps you have to do are kind of blind so you have to be ready to do a double jump or this dash it has um, quite quickly. Um, I think, was it, I don't think it was if I picked it up for, for free, I think it was. So again, worth checking out for free. Yeah, no, it's I, I, I can understand the frustration part of it. I can't Lose lose count of the amount of times I've nearly thrown the Mrs. Kindle fire on the floor playing uh, Temple Run. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those kind of games that it's like, oh. Um, but I'd say, as I say, I think it's probably the better of them that I've played at least. Um, I've enjoyed it more than the Rayman version, which I know was quite popular, but it could just be me, it could just be the, the kind of style that's come up with it. But it is ridiculous, of course. I mean, not many people probably want to have Robot Unicorn Attack 2 on their. Um, on their phone, but it's definitely uh, worth a punt for free again. I don't know. I considered my life incomplete until I heard about this game. Well, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it might even take the crown of Stealth Bastard Deluxe as um, best title. <laughs> uh, not not for long. They're changing the title of that. For the, they are. Uh, yeah, they're on the PS3, aren't they? I think they're putting like Stealth Inc. or something. Yeah, something like that. I was reading reading the other day. This is, yeah, you say you say this is some news that I could have. Been asked about putting on earlier on. <laughs> well, I, I, PS3 changing names of things isn't that interesting. Ah, there we go. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of it. Really. It hasn't. I haven't been online very much. There's kind of people on Teamspeak who kind of testify. I haven't been around. So um, hopefully, be around a bit more, and I'll be killing stuff and so forth in some lovely game of Battlefield or similar. Brilliant. Okay. Um, right. What have I been playing? I've been playing Diablo 3, which I picked up after. Hearing Vamsey and John going on about it the other week. Um, I'm not going to go into a long-winded review because I seriously doubt that anybody listening to a PC-orientated podcast hasn't heard about this game. Uh, but yeah, it's, it, it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm only going to assume the reason John isn't on tonight's show is that he seems to have been playing this without sleep for the past two or three weeks. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. I was I was chatting to, the, chatting to him the other day... I'd nipped on it. I'd gone on in the morning because I was just I was I was dicking about with the PC at about seven o'clock for some reason the other morning. Noticed John had been off for about two hours. Went back on the PC an hour later and he was playing on it again. I was just asked him later on, Jesus, when have you not slept, man? I think he's it's his plum his new League of Legends obsession. Indeed, um, I get the feeling. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, a little bit on the pricey side, but I'm enjoying it, which considering I was enjoying Torchlight 2 just as much the other week before I picked this up, it's probably uh, not too too good a thing, considering Bamsey gave me that for free. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm i not quite understanding why people have got back into playing Diablo 3. I don't understand where the resurgence has come from, because I, it's a massively overrated game as far as I'm concerned. It's cost for all sheep. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a case. I, did, I'm, I mean, I've already had it, and I just thought I'd log into it just purely to see what was going on, and thought if it would kind of re, re, re-engage my kind of 
passion for it. But no, I looked at it, as soon as I got to the login screen, I was thinking, God, these characters look ghastly. And I compare it to like Torchlight 2, the style just really so much more appealing. Um, I, yeah, I'm not quite getting, because it's such a shallow game for me. I, I, I don't understand. Don't understand at all. It's, it's a loot obsession some people seem to have. Something that seems to be growing on me as well. But no, it, yeah. it, it, I'm enjoying it. It's a good game. I mean, I've never really played this sort of a game before. I mean, Grass, I was comparing... What was I comparing it to? Something like Cannon Fodder was the last sort of uh, top-down asymmetric game I played. It's not as good as Cannon Fodder, that's for sure. Well, well, there we go. Nothing's as good as Cannon Fodder. <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've been enjoying Diablo 3 and... Uh, well, while not quite as obsessive about some of the people on the forum, John, um, I'll be cracking on with this. Um, what else have I been playing? Thomas Was Alone, which uh, we spoke about earlier. I've been playing it on the Vita. Um, I haven't played the PC version, but I, I really can't assume that they could get anything as simplistic looking as that wrong in a port. Um, it has some touch functionality on it, but it's unobtrusive, you don't have to use it, just basically use your finger to select the different uh, the different blocks, um, or if alternatively just use the shoulder buttons, but yeah I'm I'm, uh, I'm really enjoying this when I get a chance to play in it, because uh, the missus is really enjoying it more than I am um, but yeah, I'll, uh, I'll know that we're cracking on with that, and I uh, hope to finish that, but, uh, nice little surprise to find these gems being uh, provided, uh, provided for free Absolutely um, Yeah, so Pick it up. Um, another game I've been debating about getting for a while was Heart of the Swarm add-on or expansion for StarCraft 2. Um, not really much to say about that. It's more StarCraft, really. Mm. New units. Is it? I mean, is it a whole campaign again? Because I, I picked up StarCraft 2 and I've kind of played through that and. I've never really been into um, multiplayer. Um, yeah, it, but, it, but yeah, what's it like? It, it, the story is good. It's, a, it's basically just a continuation. It's sort of from the point of view of uh, Sarah Kerrigan, and you play more as the Zerg this time than the uh, than the Terrans that you played in the first game. But, okay. Uh, yeah, that's good. Some uh, some unique u- new units in that, which no doubt won't be available in the multiplayer game for the purposes of game balancing, of course. Um, a lot more sort of single orientated missions as well, rather rather than just the uh, majority being based, you know, build a base, go and destroy this, this or do it within okay. a time limit. Um, there's quite a few where you, you kind of just the sort of one hero unit, if you will, through the entire mission, but uh, it, it works quite well. Um, yeah, brilliant. I'm enjoying that a lot. And Good. Not, no doubt my final game on the list is going to, apart from Battlefield 3, which I haven't had the chance to really have a go on yet, um, it's probably going to cause some controversy. I picked up Dead Island Riptide. Oh, okay. Um, now, I really enjoyed the original one. I know a lot of people slated it. I think it was very buggy when it first came out and had the original on the Xbox. Um, but no, I enjoyed it. It's basically a uh, kind of natural expansion to Left 4 Dead if you will almost um, a bit more in well I say that kind of uh, throw Left 4 Dead 2 and Borderlands into a blender press the go button and you've got uh, <laughs> you've got Dead Island yeah it's interesting I mean I I didn't like Dead Island um, I found it really crappy to control um, I 
be fair, I did pick up, uh, I think, the console version. I think I got either a freebie or cheap or something like that. Um, and it could have just been the, the shonky controls on the console, I don't know, but I found it irritating to control, and hence I can't play it at all if that, makes, if that happens. I just I can't stomach it. No, I, I kind of get what you mean. Uh, well, don't pick this up then, because it's basically just more of the same if you didn't like it. Yeah, I think I say that. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I've only had a very brief go on this, but I look forward to playing through some of that. I think I was playing with Nefirian off the forum for about half an hour the other night when I couldn't get on the Diablo 3 servers. <laughs> uh, that's the thing I find quite amusing as well, is that the Diablo 3 thing, still ex- the crappiness of uh, server support still, still exists, where the servers go down and uh, still incredibly irritating for a, a style of game that it is. It is when I'm currently working through a single player run through. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm pretty new to the whole PC gaming thing, so I'll know that I have plenty of things like this to look forward to in the foreseeable future. I imagine so. <laughs> but yeah, back to, to, I mean, Dead Island, if you didn't like the original, don't pick this up. If you took something away from the original, then give this a go. I think it's £17 at the moment on, I think it's Games Rocket or somewhere like that. I don't know. I posted a tweet for it. I'll uh, I'll have a look for that a little later on. Um, Yeah, that's about me. Um, BC, what are you going to be playing for the uh, foreseeable future? Um, Definitely Battlefield 3. I'm still very much enjoying it. I'm going to try and knuckle down with Don't Starve a little bit. I'll try and get the... How it kind of works. I've got a feel, I said I've got a feeling it will be something that I could, I could get really into, um, or it will just pass by the wayside like a used tissue. I have a whole list of games like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, that's the problem. Uh, myself, I'll probably be just continuing with the above list of games. Well, I say above. I'm looking at the running order. The games I just spoke about: Boys and Girls at Home. <laughs> um, right, moving on. Projects, BC. Ooh, you bought something. Oh yes, I have <laughs> and it's bought not, something. It's not the thing that you're probably thinking about. I'm going ooh at. Well, um, well, no, I ha- actually, I'll, I'll st- okay. Well, let's start with that. Um, I haven't bought that. I'm trying to find a Game Boy Micro. Um, a because I loved the Game Boy Micro. I thought it was a really great um, bit of kit. Yes. Um, it was really. Charged quickly, battery lasted ages, really small, really light, could chuck it in your bag and not notice. Um, even came in a little pouch so you didn't get all scratched up. Um, I really got a kind of hankering to play some older DS games. Metroid, Zelda 3, which of course is the SNES remake, but it doesn't matter because that's still amazing. Um, a bit of Advance Wars particularly, I really fancy playing Advance Wars again, that's a really great game. Brilliant, yeah. Um, and yeah, I just want to, I kind of want to get that kind of experience again. Just, just chuck in my bag and for fancy, just kind of put my little Game Boy Micro and um, and play play it. What's surprising is eBay prices are pretty strong for it. They, they are. I was, I was quite surprised. Um, I, be, I I only know this because I, I mean, I used to have one about, I think it was about five years ago, so it was sort of well after it had sort of dropped from the market, but it was. It was difficult to find. I kept it for about six months, and the only reason I got rid of it is I'm uh, I'm not the smallest person, and I found it quite uh, quite painful on the hands to play with because it it literally is the epitome of macro. 
Yeah, no, I completely get that. Absolutely. Um, and that's kind of a common problem I have with the, the uh, Vita and the PSP, to be honest with you. But I found always found the micro quite comfortable because it's not trying to do too many things. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be... I keep an eye out for that. If anybody is, has one and wants to, wants to sell it, by all means, uh, send me a message through the forums. I'd be very keen and keen, keen to if they've got anything out there. But I'm going to be looking constantly to okay. try and find, pick one up. I'm trying, also, I'm trying to pick one up that's not completely trashed as well. I, I might uh, I might have a few old Game Boy Advance games I can probably throw your way. Uh, what, I'm, I'm probably going to have a few. I mean, when I was, I was burgled a couple of years ago and I lost a load of games then. I had tons. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm kind of... It's really the those Metroid kind of Zelda through which I've still got a copy of Super Mario World kind of those SNES games that they kind of ported across, which is really really popular with me, and I really love playing them. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm on, yeah. on the lookout for. I mean, I mean, for anyone not in the know, the Game Boy Micro was the it was the last kind of iteration or version of the Game Boy Advance, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah, um, it was a great little piece of kit. I thoroughly enjoyed mine. Um, you could, I think, wasn't there an add-on you could get for it? You could play MP3s on it or music files on it as well. Um, I think there was, but I'm not certain it was illegitimate. I think you had to get those kind of like R4-style ah. pirate, pirate things, I believe. I could be wrong, though. It's been a while since I've used one, so I can't really, can't really remember. Um, if, you, if you're interested, B, so there's five offers on Amazon at the moment. If you don't mind having it in pink. Yeah, <laughs> I don't mind it in pink. Honestly, I don't really, that's... Um, I'm 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 man enough to carry a carry a, a pink um, Game Boy Micro, but it's just I'd, I'd rather not have a pink one because it's not kind of a colour preference. Well, well, uh, they, they have one in the style of the old uh, Super Famicom, which is 199.99. Well, that's, that's I'll be honest with you, and this I'm, I'm being slightly slightly unfair. I do actually have that particular Game Boy Micro. Um, the gold and red Super Famicom, which I imported from Japan, but I don't want to use it. If that makes sense. Ah, right. So, um, so I'm being a bit unfair, but but I do have that one particularly. But it, as you say, it's quite expensive. It's, it's, and, it's shrink wrapped in an airtight bag, then. Yes. Well, the prices for it like are 200 quid. So yeah. I'm kind of hanging on to it because it only cost me like 80 pounds when I imported it or something like that so it's why I'm not exactly using it it's just for that reason no no that'd be well worth keeping order that'd probably be worth some serious money in the future yeah exactly um, but the other thing I bought is I've been, I've been using um, when I travel and kind of commuting uh, for meetings in London and whatever a, a MacBook Air and I absolutely it's 11 inch version I absolutely love it it's a really great small bit of kit it's very very light very very easy to use um i've been holding out for quite a while to get a retina display version which doesn't appear to be happening at all ever i find it just doesn't seem to happen um so i when i was shopping in the states being that things are a little bit cheaper out there <laughs> yeah um i decided to pick up a macbook pro the the um 13 inch retina display version um, oh, very nice and it's, it's a lovely bit of kit it's, the screen is absolutely gorgeous it's kind of scary that it's, it's kind of got a higher resolution than my uh, well yeah it does have a higher resolution than my 29 inch 
panoramic uh, um, monitor, which is just absolutely crazy in a 13-inch display. Uh, and what's interesting about it, it doesn't, you don't suffer the old problem of everything being small because they've scaled all the software, so it looks everything looks just very, very crisp, like your iPad looks. If that makes sense. Um, a bit of an old software doesn't work, doesn't work that well. I mean, I noticed my Office 2008 a bit grainy on kind of like size 11 fonts on Word documents and stuff like that. So that hasn't been kind of fully upgraded, which unfortunately reliant upon Microsoft to do, which I imagine they're not ever going to do. Um, but it's a really nice bit of kit. And what I was really impressed with more than anything else, actually, was the migration assistant between the, out, the Air and the Pro. And over a wireless network, I transferred everything across. Not So all my iTunes went across, all my pictures, all my documents, even applications like... Um, my Photoshop and Illustrator all went across and all work. Office the same. No, that, that's that's brilliant. I mean, a lot of people criticise Apple for be, being pretty much a closed platform, but for, for what they can do, it's it's very sleek and very very glossy and well done. I, 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 oh, do, I do like yeah. them in that respect. It's so useful. It's just not have to dick around sitting going, oh, I should install Office and oh, I'll have to install this, I have to install the other. Um, but no, it's. I'm really impressed with it. I'm looking forward to kind of using it um, on my travels in the future. Oh, brilliant. I mean, I'd, lo- I'd absolutely love one of these, but I'm not sure how, uh, how Mrs. Snap would take the fact that I'd probably have to sell one of the kids to fund it. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, think that's it could be an investment then, couldn't it, really? I mean, kids, <laughs> kids keep costing money, as far as I understand. Well, that's it, yeah. And uh, well, there's nothing wrong. I mean, I, I never see anything in the podcast rule book saying you can't discuss child trafficking, etc. Exactly. Uh, but uh, we'll move on from that. What uh, have you been tinkering with, Ben Clarky? I have. Well, I went into PC World, yes, or or rather, mostly couriers that it is now. You of course. Got, yeah, you've, you've kind of got five hours worth of PC stuff, and then three quarters of the stores washing machines and ovens now. Nice. Um, I went in to pick up a fan for my computer um, because the only cooling it has is literally what it came with, which is the uh, the front fan, which I think is mainly for just providing basic airflow and cooling the hard drives. Uh, so I picked up, well, I wanted to pick up a new fan. Uh, PC World being PC World had nothing of the sort in stock. Um, but of course. I, it's I, only for PCs, obviously. Why would it have PC equipment in it? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Another... Uh, Another another knife in another uh, knife in the front for uh, bricks and mortar stores there for you. <laughs> I know, I know. But uh, no, I uh, after I didn't find anything there, we, me and the missus sort of kind of started looking at 3D TVs and quickly decided we didn't want to upgrade just yet. And uh, I went and had a look at the monitors and uh, I saw quite a nice little one that I liked and came back and asked for a little bit of advice on what all the bollocks regarding contrast ratios etc etc meant and a few nice people yourself included i believe beastie gave me some advice and uh, the one i was looking at which actually uh, was actually in a roundabout way what uh, you guys were all harping on about which is a uh, what brand is it again aoc monitor now i know they're a bit of a budget brand but uh, it's a lovely lovely little stainless steel frame um, and it's an ips panel as well yeah, they're they're lovely. That makes such a difference. Oh, it does. It it looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, it's a 23 inch model, which is something of an upgrade from my 
I think, 18 and a half inch one I've had for the past five years. Wow, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, that, that jump in resolution from 1366 to 1920 does make a hell of a lot of difference. Yeah. But no, this is, yeah, it, it's, it's absolutely great. Um, so I picked that up. I think it was 129.99. No, it was 119.99. Um, I wasn't going to take it because when I went, the only one they had in was a display model and they wouldn't even knock me any money off it, the bastard. So I was about to walk out and then I kind of had a look at it and thought, well, it's in pretty good nick. Um, they still had the box for anything. So I said, oh, well, go on, I'll take it. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad I did. It's a cracking little piece of kit. Um, and as it just happens, a day or so later, uh, I nip back in there again, just for the simple fact that we were buying paint from next door, and picked up a mechanical keyboard. Ah, oh, what did you get? Um, it's a Steel Series one. Okay. I, okay. I, can, I can't see this model number because the fruit bowl's kind of obscuring it. Just give me one second. <laughs> it's the 6GV2. Um, which is, is a pro gaming keyboard, which you wouldn't think so from looking from it, because it's a very, very basic-looking model. I mean, if you have a look at it on the old Tinter web, you'll see that it looks well, pretty much like your average keyboard, but it does get some uh, rave reviews, and I didn't want a keyboard that had loads of buttons and switches and things and call me, call me stuck up, but I didn't want one that lit up as well. I just can't stand the idea of a keyboard that lights up. So I got this one, and uh, it's got a nice little click to it. I don't know if you can hear this. I certainly can. There we go. And, <laughs> which, uh, which model did you say it was? Uh, 6GV2. It's kind of okay. a more... Yeah, I found it. Yeah, there we go. Got some See, nice, I, nice... My, one does, my one does light up, but that's <laughs> because I sit in the dark quite a lot when I game. Um, and also, it's, I co- it's kind of partially under where it's kind of like pull out draw things with keyboard and mouse. And I liked better. It's kind of hard to see the keys, and you kind of look at the. You can't always get the full um, monitor glow on the keyboard. So having a light keyboard's a kind of godsend for me. Oh no, I know what you mean. That's fine. And yeah, it's a cracking piece of kit. I can't see myself going back to a uh, a membrane keyboard anytime soon. No. Nope. Um, Considering it's it's apparently it's made of plastic infused with iron, so I, I can, I'm quite confidently assured from reviews on the internet that I could probably beat someone to death with it, and it still work afterwards. They are quite heavy mechanical keyboards. Oh, so they are. probably. Yeah, probably. N- nice bit of heft to this, but uh, yeah, so I'm very happy. I, obviously, there's no such thing as a completed uh, PC, PC uh, build, but uh, I'm quite happy with what I've got at the moment. So yeah, that's that's me happy. Sounds very nice to me. I'm, I'm really pleased you got the monitor because you'll really notice a difference. Um, sadly, you also notice a difference of the resolution bump will mean that you'll be caning your graphics card way more than before. Yeah, I noticed that when I think I booted up Diablo 3 and the card was running at about 65 degrees. Yeah. And that, that, that wasn't even with the graphical settings on high. So. <laughs> yeah, Diablo 3 is a bit of a bit of a graphical even though it doesn't look very good it does seem to cane graphics cards i find bad programming yeah probably oh well well, we won't go into that no (laughs) right films tvs books comics and whatever else beastie well we've got quite a lot in common (laughs) what we've seen Um, Uh, we have yes (laughs) i i I, um because we're traveling i kind of managed to get get a couple of films um i'll start with those i'll start with the one you haven't you haven't we're certainly not covered here which is uh, argo no i have seen um, that great film 
I really, I really enjoyed it. I mean, it was not at all the tone I expected it to go, no. if that makes sense. I thought that as well. Um, I thought it would be a lot more serious and a bit more kind of brutal than it was. I mean, I don't know, the, the, the subject of the, of, um, obviously, obviously, um, people trapped in an embassy with a, mobs of people outside trying to murder them it is it's quite quite grim in itself but the tone's very much not around that and i, I quite enjoyed it I, I don't quite understand why it was getting quite the praise it was getting it was it was good and i enjoyed it but no more than that i don't think it's a, a kind of a, a game changer or anything overly uh, impressive uh, but it was it was a treat definitely worth a look um no, particularly it, if it, you're stuck on a plane like i was <laughs> Oh, it, it, was, it was a very good film. I liked it. Yeah, I agree with you there. Not quite what I call an Oscar winner, but there we go. Um, it, you could kind of see... I mean, I read... I knew of the incident, but I hadn't really read into it, and I sort of read up on what had actually happened, obviously with it being based on a true story. And uh, as I suspected, the ending to the film sort of uh, stretched the truth somewhat. Uh, okay, I didn't look into the history of it because I had no access to the internet. I think I had my iPad and I was in my lounge. I probably would have started searching to find a bit yeah. more about it. No, it, it, the ending was good. I, I found it very tense. And it's been a while since I sort of got tense from watching a film. Yes, so. yeah, absolutely. Well, actually, I think um, being tense in a film brings me on to my other film, which I didn't find particularly tense, but I did find it quite enjoyable, which was um, Jack Reacher. Uh, <laughs> Tom Cruise's kind of, I wouldn't say latest, because he does pack quite a lot of films and I kind of lose track. Mm. Um, uh, action flick is my best way to describe I quite enjoyed it. I don't know what you thought. Have you read the books? No, I've, I, it, there was books. I had no idea it was books. Yeah. It's, it, 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 <laughs> How can there be books on this? This this is the shallowest <laughs> film. No, well, yeah, exactly. No, there's, I think there's quite a lot. I think there's at least 20 of them. Uh, it's a very, very... <laughs> They're seriously a very, very popular, uh, very popular uh, sort of uh, book franchise, if you will, the Jack Reacher books. Uh, I oh think my God! It's, okay. It's ba- it's not actually the Jack Reacher film. Not actually based on one of the. It's not based on the first book. I think it's something like the fifth or sixth one. Right. Um, just, just to keep you in the uh, obviously Hollywood changing things about Jack Reacher in the books is the man's described as an absolute giant. Um, right. Okay. Yeah, we're to- we're talking someone who's like six foot eight and basically built like a brick shit house, which uh, sort of sort of left me watching it, questioning why they cast Tom Cruise in the role. But yes, he he did an okay job. I I def- definitely recommend reading the books. They are quite uh, they're a lot more visceral than the uh, than the movie was. But no, it was it was an enjoyable if. Not somewhat forgettable uh, movie. Well, it's, I was completely forgettable, but I think if you've got, if it comes on TV on the Sunday night on kind of E4 or Channel 4 in the kind of in a year's time, I'd say it's worth watching. It'd be, it's it's silly and daft. You're not going to kind of take anything away or, or certainly get any kind of acting lessons. But um, it's uh, it was it was fun. It kind of reminded a little bit of old school Arnie films, if that makes sense. That's yeah, like absolutely. Arnie's films, um, and that kind of gave me a kind of. Oh, this could be like a True Lies kind of style film, and I think it kind of falls in that that camp of silliness and funness. Yeah, whereas the books try to be quite serious as well. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I don't think you could really carry that off. But it gets, gets, where do you go with these kind of things? I don't, I don't know how you could ever take them seriously when they're quite clearly ridiculous. Absolutely. Um, 
I've also been watching, as I'm doing everything in backwards order on the list we, we have, um, I'm going to go with Game of Thrones, which um, I was hoping I'd have watched more of them by now. Uh, I've got quite a lot recorded, um, but yeah, I'm only early on in the in, early on the series. But I'm very much enjoying it. I want to kind of get a few more episodes in. Uh, how are you finding it? Uh, I have been thoroughly enjoying this. Um, I, I heard of the program. Somebody recommended it to me, and then I watched the first series, and then when read went back and read the books. Um, this stick. I mean, the first series sticks pretty close to the first book um there's obviously a few things that sort of work on the page but won't work on tv so to speak but uh, yeah i, I re- really really enjoy game of thrones I, I, it's such a treat to have a program like that on telly I'm just, i just wish there was more programs of that kind of quality and and effort i just hope that the storylines um have some conclusion because i don't understand from the book that's an area that is often disappointing when nothing actually ever gets resolved it, it is and obviously the fact that the author tends to leave it undisclosed amounts of times between reading books I think two of them there was about a year gap between them another one there was a five year gap between two of the books um, and the author's knocking on a bit now and uh, saw a lot of talk about whether or not he's <laughs> this series is actually going to be finished. Will he, will he make it? Exactly. <laughs> I'd be absolutely gutted if, if so, if he didn't complete his work because it's, it, it is a brilliant, uh, it's a brilliant tale and I, I'd sort of hate to see it fall into that kind of uh, category where, you know, something unfortunate happens and HBO decide, well, this is how we think he'd have wanted it to end. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I imagine he's got some notes. I imagine they're going to get an idea of where they where they where they will go with it. Um, but anyway, um, last thing to kind of we've been kind of watching is, and I'm completely up to, up straight on that is um, Doctor Who, the new series, which obviously started just around Easter. How are you finding um, this? I'm enjoying it, but I'm getting a lot of feeling that other people aren't enjoying it so much. I'm um, I, I'm, I'm a bit. I mean, I am enjoying it. I'm just a bit sort of wary about the fact that it seems to be taking its time getting to the point about who his new assistant is. Or, but I think the whole series has been like that. It's meant to be this kind of mystery that all series is trying to resolve. So I don't think you're going to get that that resolution you want. No, I, see. I think it's more. I'm, I'm probably a bit more used to uh, the way Russell Davies kind of told the story when he was uh, he was at the reins of Doctor Who. You'd You'd have these long story arcs, but it, you know, it, it dropped hints every practically every other uh, episode, which just seems to be uh, holding back on at the moment. But yeah, I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm loving Doctor Who. I I, th- I also think that um, was it Jenna Jen Louise Coleman, the actress that plays an assistant. I I I find her not only visually appealing, I, f- I find her character very quirky and fun, and I think she could be a really good um, companion. No, absolutely. She's uh, she's very easy on the air. <laughs> yes, um, I, I think she's gonna be really good fun. I think she's a, a very competent actress, and I think she's gonna do a really good job um, with going forward. I mean, I was a bit concerned, obviously, about Matt Smith when we recently came in. It did feel like the young young adventures of Doctor Who, um, but I, I'm enjoying it. I do like um, Moffat as a as a writer as well. He, he wrote all the traditionally good shows of the Doctor Who kind of the reboot series with Chris Reckleson going on with all the good episodes were his in my opinion um, but yeah it's it's. I think it's been a bit slower this season so far but I think um, we're in for, I still think we're in for another good 
a good session. It was um, an ind- undoubtedly end in about two weeks' time because they run out of episodes like they always do, which is incredibly frustrating. No, I, I mean, it, it's it's always fun to watch. I mean, you always see a lot of things on the internet with uh, entire forums dedicated to what the show's actually about, etc. Uh, <laughs> I mean, did you... Fa- obviously, without spoiling it, I found... Uh, I think someone else mentioned this on Twitter. It was a very... Uh, very, bit of a dead space vibe to this uh, this week's episode. Uh, yes, I would say that's probably probably fairly fair. Um, not quite as miserable, but um, it's uh, definitely had this uh, grittiness to it, shall we say? It was hyped up a lot this episode as well. Cause, uh, there's always uh, always a lot of attention when uh, something that potentially delves into the Doctor's history is brought to the uh, brought to the front. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, the the uh, monster was quite cleverly covered, which I liked because yeah. I didn't know where I was going to go with it. And I was like, "What the hell was that?" Um, and I thought that was quite. They kind of circled that off quite well without it being into some kind of, "Oh my god, <laughs> what's he keeping the TARDIS?" Absolutely. But no, no, it was a lot of fun. Enjoyed that, right? Is uh, is is that it for this section? Because I think we've basically watched exactly the same things. We have, which I said I think it's good because it means you actually get things to talk about. I don't know. People are probably going to be talking about us. <laughs> oh, maybe. Good, good point. Uh, but anyway, on with things. Right, news. I suppose we better mention this: the Xbox Seven Twenty Infinity Xbox, whatever the hell it's going to be called, is. Finally being unveiled, is it the 21st of May, the 20th? That's the date I was, 21st is what I heard. I think it's going to be available to watch on via Xbox Live from about 6pm in the evening, um, which considering a lot of the rumours that have been going about this, I'm only watching it for the simple purpose that I want the live stream to fail as soon as it starts. <laughs> that would be amazing. I would laugh my arse off. So, so what, what are your thoughts on this, NBC? Um... Do you know what, mate? Until they tell us some information, I'm quite happy to kind of hold my judgment. Um, I the kit they're using for the new consoles, I think, probably the it's quite unimpressive in the terms of of gaming. And it's, you can see it even in the community now. So many people are getting to PC gaming that even their little two or three hundred built two hundred two or three hundred pound builds are going to be not that far off these new consoles. I mean, you think what else you can do with these with a PC? I just I'm, I can't be that excited. And with talk about subscription fees and always online and five hundred dollar price points, which equals five hundred pounds. I, I well, that's what, well, certainly what happens when you transfer it across to when these, these kind of companies. Until yeah. they announce more, I'm going to hold, hold judgment. It just sounds a bit. No, I, I, I'm with you on that. I mean, with regards to a lot of people have been saying, oh, you know, is it, is is Xbox Live going to be free? I, I think we can categorically say no to that one. Uh, cause Xbox Live, um, and I've got a friend of mine who works originally on the Xbox Live for in the early days at Microsoft. Xbox Live makes a fuckload of money for Microsoft. Tons I, of money. I was looking at the figures. Isn't there something like some ridiculous figure in the millions of people who have this and they're all paying what 40 45 pounds a year so exactly the, i don't think the subscription cost is going to be going anywhere anytime so maybe 
they might add a few fringe benefits to it, but uh, uh, you're still going to be paying to play online. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised they had some kind of play, PlayStation Plus esque system, but I think that the subscription system will still mo- very much be there. Yeah, I mean, from my point of view, it's going to have to be a pretty hard sell for me cause between PC gaming and the fact that the PlayStation's doing everything right by releasing tons of indie games, you know, giving them away to the premium subscribers for free. So it's, uh, it's going to be a pretty hard sell because I'm. I mean, I'm not even consistent, convinced I'm going to pick up a PS4 because I'm pretty much in the PC gaming crowd now. So, Yeah, well, it's very tough, tough. And until they start announcing price points and exactly what's included and how it will work, um, it's really cut. I don't want to say one way or the other. I mean, I'll probably pick up one of them because that's what I'm, what I'm like. I, but I can't see myself picking up both of them. I really can't. No, uh, I'm never going to I could potentially see myself keeping my PlayStation 3 downstairs as a Blu-ray player and media player, as long as things like Netflix and Love Film continue to work on my PS3. I could see it staying downstairs. Well, yeah, Um, I mean, from that point of view, the PS3 is quite a good deal because you've got your Blu-ray, you've got your film subscription. I think it runs 3D Blu-rays as well, so if you upgrade your TV in the future... uh, I'm not... Mm, I don't know. Maybe it I does. Ever about it, it. it does apparently. I was having a look when I mentioned earlier. We went to PC World. We were having a look at 3D TVs. I, I was sort of there to the missus saying, "Well, you know, there's no channels really in 3D." And I came back and said, "You know, we will need a 3D Blu-ray player." And I thought, "Well, hold on, can the PS3 not do that?" And after doing a search, apparently oh. it can can as of a while ago. A firmware update that it got. Oh, okay. Okay. Well. It's 3D, and I hate 3D, so that's not making a difference to me. So, um. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> right. Uh, these next two pieces of uh, news, uh, since you, you were the one that was actually bothered to do anything with this section, um, I'll, uh, I'll hand the floor over to you, BC. Well, um, Thief 4, which I know quite a lot of people are getting excited about as a traditional PC game, uh, appears to be in a bit of a mess, from what I can understand. There's lots of talk, lots of rumours that... The project's not coming together as they expect, and I think there's a quote saying, well, we've got a quote here from, that was said, the current version of Thief barely resembles initial con- concept, says a source. Um, and the kind of issues with AI and how the engine's working, and it does seem to be a bit of a kind of a mess going on. It does, it does give the suggestion that the entire project could be at risk. I, 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 I'm completely understanding that, considering I, I got stung by buying aliens, colonial marines. <laughs> well, yes, um, it's a bit of a shame though, because I think it was a, I think it was a lot of um, excitement for it, uh, and I think that it's traditionally done very well. Even though um, the third one got a bit of berating, I still thought it was quite a nice game and re- kind of well presented, and I, I was looking forward to another very stealthy title because Dishonored was piss easy to stealth around in and something that was really really intense like Thief was is really good fun um, but it could really be gone maybe oh dear mm. that, Vibes is going to be upset I believe uh, Thief's a uh, franchise that's very close to his heart as well yeah no absolutely um, on more kind of um, happier but also surprising notes Eve is now 10 years old, which I can't believe. Um, <laughs> and uh, to celebrate it, they're actually releasing a brand new Clex edition, which is, I think, imagine sweet for the people that give a damn and play Eve. Um, 
I've only played it briefly, uh, and I didn't really get on with it. It's one of those kind of games I think you've got the kind of mindset to play. Uh, but I think I something quite nice about releasing collect editions, and it's always something I've never uh, always thought was a good idea. To, when a game's really big, and after a year or two, why not release a collect edition if it's something people really like and want to get into? No, uh, I, I've, I've been meaning to give this a go. I tried to have a go when I had my old PC and upgraded the graphics card, but it was a pretty cheapy, shitty graphics card, so it didn't run it very well. Um, hopefully, it's something I will look at revisiting in the future. It's a very nice looking uh, collector's edition there, but uh, very expensive as well. Yeah, uh, 149.99, and that's in dollars, so that'll probably and be, euros. All right, I was going to say because that probably equivalent to about 700 UK pounds once tax and everything. <laughs> yes, <to> absolutely. <laughs> but uh, I don't know I might may give that a whirl in the future. But, don't hold your breath on that, considering I've got what Diablo 3, Torchlight, and God knows how many... I shouldn't buy all these bloody role-playing games, because I just end up getting in a mess. You love it. You love it. But, uh, that, is that it for the news? Yeah, it was, it's been a bit quiet, really. I think it's probably it's the calm before the E3 storm in a month's time, I think. Ah, well. What, the one that Nintendo aren't at? But they, that doesn't surprise me at all. They kind of do, tend to do that. Also, it's worth noting that E3 is quite expensive. And it's really hard to get uh, attention, especially with the new consoles being talked about. I, I, I imagine we're going to get lots of announcements the week before and the week after E3 because I think that uh, it's going to be completely dominated by uh, PlayStation 4 and Xbox. Yeah, so if Nintendo... Flip-flop, whatever it's called. Exactly, yeah. So if Nintendo did have a stand, everyone would just be walking straight past it, no doubt. Just Absolutely. as just as I always see people walking past Wii U's in the uh, in the game shops. Oh, yes, I know, poor little sods. Indeed. Um, right, releases. God, this is going to be a record show again. You see, this, this is this is how it's done properly, VC. You know, we don't. I know. When, when we're not having to take bloody toilet breaks for the old the old git John who has to uh, <laughs> stop stop recording every twenty minutes, 20 yeah, minutes to take care of his. It's exhausting. He needs to have a little snack. <laughs> Absolutely, to uh, take care of his old and decaying body. <laughs> right, releases. 1st of May, we've got Far Cry Blood Dragon. Um, Which, I, have you seen this? Have you, have you seen I, it? I do like the look of this. Uh, is it a standalone game? You don't need Far Cry 3 to play it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I think it's standalone, but I'm not, I don't know whether you do. Let me have a quick find out while you talk about the next game. I'll, I'll find out. And uh, also, we have Fez, which... Hasn't that already been released, or is this on another platform? PC. Ah, right. PC version. Of course. This being a PC podcast. Not yeah. stupid of me. Sorry, yeah. Um, which <laughs> I, I'll carry on talking. I, 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 with what little information? I think it's some sort of puzzle game with a little white fella with a fez on. Would that be right? <laughs> that is that is correct. That is correct. <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to this, actually, because um, I don't want to play it on my 360. So... Um, I'm going to pick it up on PC. Oh, um, and you're, you're just a bloody PC snob, Easter. Yeah, I know, such a bastard. <laughs> um, Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon does not require a copy of Far Cry 3. Ooh. Um, Ooh. It's currently 11.99 for pre-purchase, available, yeah, 1st of May. Excellent. I think I might be picking that up. Does look ridiculous. That does absolutely ridiculous. Right. Um, oh, I did have Steam deals up. Let me go and bring them back up. Oh, brilliant. I'll, I'll let you do that because I haven't got it up. Uh, where are we? So, it's a bit of a kind of Grand Theft Auto splurge, uh, Rockstar Games Weekend. It's on sale, which I imagine is probably going to end before this podcast goes out. So, 
I won't talk about that through it too much. Um, <laughs> SimCity 4, though, that's uh, 75% off on Steam at the moment, uh, which could be worth picking up if you don't want to play an always online version of SimCity. Well, no, you, don't, you don't want the always online broken current version of it. Yes, exactly. Yes. With, 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 with whoring advertisement DLC. Yes, exactly. Um, Forge, which has also got 75% off. I'm not familiar with that game, so I can't really say whether it's worth picking up or not. Um, oh, as mentioned, Fez. Fez has got the menial 10% off, which is a, a stonking 70, 70 pence off the uh, 6.99 game. But that's quite good knowing that it's so cheap. Oh, is that, um, is that Star Trek game out as well? I hear that shit. Um, it is. It is out. I, I haven't played it, so I don't know how shit it might be. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, yeah, forty pounds. Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, I didn't well, realise it was that expensive. If it's crap, you'll be able to pick it up off Games Code Sats for about fifteen quid next week. So uh, yeah. if, you, if you want to just leave it a week, boys and girls, and uh, we'll we'll know for sure whether it's crap or not. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah, but there's no, no particular big deals that will still be around um, when this goes out uh, in probably in the morning or t- well, t- tonight if uh, if John puts it up there in time. Of course. What about the Battlefield 3 on Origin? Is that still going to be on sale tomorrow? I think it goes off tonight. Um, so I'll get the store, give you the date for it. I think so, it goes uh, off. I think it said, because it was at St. George, St. George's Day, which makes sense. It ends tomorrow. ends tomorrow, so... There's a ton of stuff on Origin if you want to tolerate Origin. Well, um, absolutely. Is it, is it £9.99 for Battlefield 3? £9.99 for, so the, for the base game. That's it. So you've got a great title there, and all you have to do is throw £10 into the mouth of the devil. Exactly. That's what you have to do. <laughs> Excellent. Um, but they do actually say that. They do, I noticed they do have Command & Conquer Ultimate Collection for £12.49, which has got 17 Command & Conquer games in it. Only 17? Isn't there about 300 Command and Conquer games? Not quite, not quite. But it does have uh, Red Alert, which is, of course, the best one, um, and Red Alert 2, which is also awesome. So no. that could be worth a punt if you fancy some retro RTSing. No, I, I, I do kind of like all these deals you get. This is why I'm kind of enjoying PC gaming at the moment. I mean, we went into game the other day because the kids wanted to buy some Skylanders with the pocket money and I kind of walked up to the PC games and I was just looking at them thinking, I can buy that for £17 online or yeah, I know. £45 for that. I know, it's kind of crazy. So, anyway, we're not allowed to talk about game, are we, on this uh, <laughs> forum stroke podcast, are we? Well, I don't care about game really anymore. I've kind of given up when it stops selling games. IE PC games. Yeah, there we go. They sell a lot of download codes now, which which reminds me as well. I was coming back from a holiday last week, and we nipped into Toys R Us in Preston, and there's a small game outlet. It's kind of a store within a store, if you will. Um, what? Because the daughter wanted to buy Luigi's Mansion, and I, I walked in, and the guy. The guys, I went over and had a look. They had all the box copies there, and the, the guy working there had the audacity to say, well, "We've got the download-only version available, and it's exactly the same price." And I was like, "Wow, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll pay the same amount of money for a game that I can't resell." That's a bit peculiar, isn't it? Particularly is the fact that well, you're in the shop anyway, so 
the reason to do that would be to not be in the shop. Well, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, they must have taken a bit of time to come and speak to me because when they're not stood at the front door preying on old ladies and selling them copies of FIFA. Yeah, it's copies of FIFA, FIFA 10 for £45. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, but anyway, I digress. Oh, we're not keeping you up, are we, Beastie? <laughs> sorry, sorry. You're all right. It's a little, it's a little yawn. I, I won't chastise you in the way that John, no doubt, would have done. <laughs> he doesn't. He wouldn't. He wouldn't have heard me anyway because he's still be too busy, too busy fiddling with something. Yeah, she's probably adjusting his wheelchair and what have you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, the last episode forty two that will never be uploaded now. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. Right, the outro. Um, just a reminder for everybody to use the affiliate links. Review us on iTunes because we love to know what you think about us, be that good or bad. But please be good. Uh, I'm reliably informed as of last week the email is working, so if you have any tips, comments, suggestions, or you just want to have a rant at us, you can email us at mgpbits at maturegamerpodcast.com. Um, that's only been, what, six months? I know, that's a pretty quick turnaround on yeah, it, and that fix good. wasn't really, in uh, terms of the forum anyway. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Facebook, there's the official Mature Gamer podcast page. Um, there's also a dirty pirated bits and PCs page, which I think is run by uh, Captain Tangent himself, Mr. Proton. Um, or you can follow us or at MGBBits on Twitter, or you can follow myself at Snap. Or not me, as I don't, obviously. Do, do, you have, do you have something against Twitter, Beastie? I just don't see the point of it. Oh, that's fair enough. I, I honestly don't. I mean, the only thing that potentially kind of swayed me was um, there was there's a, a, a guy called, I think, I think it's like US Soccer Man or something, and he does ridiculous um, American-esque uh, Premier League um, updates and they're just absolutely hilarious because of a colleague I was reading them out and they're referring to things like kind of soccer ball and um, they kind of change the name uh, of, of players like um, Luis Suarez and things like that and rather than any of the legitimate names and they'll kind of <laughs> they'll, they'll, he'll ram, ramble on about Clint Dempsey loads because obviously he's American and it's really ridiculous and really good fun. Um, that was kind of persu- persuaded me a little bit, but then I realised that I don't want to. <laughs> oh, fair, fair enough. It, it gives us something unique on this show as well. Um, I, I like Twitter, um, if not just to see frustrating comments from Kev about trying to uh, get his PC working. <laughs> well, yes. Kev was having great fun with this, this afternoon, and uh, of course it feeds my addiction to toilet humour with the uh, Viz Top Tips as well. Uh, amazing. <laughs> there we go. But uh, anyway, we're going off topic now. I think that's about it, so uh, we'll hope to see you again in a week. Well, you won't be seeing me, because I won't be on next week, but uh, whoever gets to sit in the captain's chair next week, would that be you, BC? Or, uh, no, I'll you... check the schedule. Yeah. Oh, shit. Why are you flying off somewhere? No, I meant the uh, the podcasting schedule, not the... Uh... All right, fair enough. Right. I wasn't being that mean. I wasn't, I wasn't being... I wasn't being, like, kind of all <laughs> flying off. No, I'm not doing next week, so right. it's... Oh, that's fair enough. You know, I can get my people to talk to your people. That's exactly. exactly. <laughs> right, well, that's about it then. So uh, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. See you later. Bye. Bye.